which is probably why I'm poor. He met the the business end of uh, a metal metal toed boot, so fear not, people. He gone. Uh, maybe a moron speaking out of his backside, and we need to get our thoughts on that. Which, by the way, Daniel, does that happen often concerning SEC football? Uninformed idiot took a platform and began to rattle off nonsense. Uh, I'm not a trash can, Daniel. I'm not a trash can. Just mark it down. Mark it down. And I don't know which way you're steering me right now. If you're sending us to the Badlands or to glory. Just to be clear, I'm always steering you directly off a cliff. I do. One could almost say that our podcast is built around other people saying stupid things. Gum-flapping lunatic. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And Clint, um, technology. Hey. Technology. Hey. Technology, Clint. All you people who were much smarter and wiser than Daniel and I that knew to get into a field that was the coming age that we currently live in, uh, good on you. Daniel and I were not so uh, wise in our decisions, and we don't know a, a dang thing about a dang thing when it comes to electronics or technology. So, uh, But I'm cer- currently sitting in front of new setup equipment, Daniel. Uh, okay. Because yep. instead of trying to troubleshoot that their technology, I just said, "You just uh, said, let me buy a new one." <laughs> where's the trash can and where's the new box? <laughs> Correct. What? When can Amazon get it here? Yes. Uh, that is also how I fix my technological problems, which is probably why I'm poor. Um, <laughs> but just so you know, we um, we did record an episode for you last week. It was a great it, episode, it by the way. It was dang good, yes. It was so just, good. This is episode 63, take two, uh, but but you're this is the only one you're going to hear because uh, our first crack at episode 63 was just me, yeah. which which I've argued for years is Should what the podcast be. has needed. <laughs> um, uh, much, much actually welcomed arms by some of the followers at Talking Dog. Yeah, just a one-sided conversation where there's just where there's just huge increments of dead silence after yeah. I ask a question. Um, that was that was what the final recording turned out to be because Clint's mm-hmm. microphone hates us all. It really um, does. Well, that that guy uh, he met the the business end of uh, a metal metal toed boot. So mm-hmm. fear not, people. He gone. He's he gone. Uh, and despite, despite all the rumors out there, we have not, we've not hung it up. And in fact, Clint, one might say that we're really just, we're really just getting going for, for the off season. We're, Look, we're in fact, we're in the thick of it. All of your fears, listeners, about, uh, when there's a week without an episode about us calling it quits, couldn't be farther from the truth. Actually, as of right now... Clint and I have been in the process of uh, of formulating a new plan for uh-huh. for the podcast, um, and so uh, so yeah, this episode is actually the first episode in our in our new podcast format for the off season. As you will recall, during the season we record two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. We usually have one come out on Monday, uh, and that is a <clears throat> a recap of last week's game slash look ahead to this week's game and then we have an episode come out on Thursday which is uh, our our locks episode fo- focused on college football betting and a, a more in-depth dive into Georgia's next opponent uh, we're going to we're gonna try to maintain that same format or go back to that same format during the offseason. Uh, and so we're going to release an episode on Mondays 
and an episode, a midweek episode, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometime in that uh, neighborhood. Uh, yeah. And Clint, maybe tell talk to the people about the differences between those two episodes. Uh, we're going to have newsworthy items that are be coming out that are pertinent, that are up to speed with uh, maybe a moron speaking out of his backside, and we need to get our thoughts on that. Which, by the way, Daniel, does that happen often concerning SEC football? I, I can't even remember the last time some uninformed idiot took a platform and began to rattle off nonsense. Uh, yeah. That that rarely happens, but in case it does, in case there's some clown, we got the radar going south around of us. Yeah, correct. We uh, we are on it 100. percent So don't worry. We'll have one episode that is newsworthy, taking things that are happening currently and giving our hot take, and then the other one is going to be segments that we have near and dear to our heart that have had success in the past. Has been great conversation. We're going to break that down into different segments. Have those. Come out for you. Daniel and I might have a top 10 list or a Mount Rushmore continuing those sorts of segments to give you. Yeah, so those will be the midweek episodes, uh, less newsworthy episodes and more uh, just general conversation around the University of Georgia hypotheticals, uh, all rankings, all time teams, Mount Rushmore's, etc. So in this episode today, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit the news. It's been a couple weeks since yeah. we have recorded. No, well, since we no, have no. given since we've given you an episode. Since an edited <laughs> version has been made to the public. That's right. Uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna tackle the news items from the last couple weeks. You will not hear Mount Rushmore on this episode. That will come to you. We've got two more of those to do: the defensive line and running back Mount Rushmore. Uh, and then we might even sneak in an all-time. UGA Mount Rushmore, uh, and after that, but those will be coming to you in the following week, in the coming weeks, as a second episode per week. So two episodes per week is is our goal, yep, and our intention. Uh, give you maybe a bit shorter episodes, but something to listen to multiple times a week on your drive to and from work or at the gym or wherever you listen to us. Speaking of wherever you listen to us, we appreciate you sticking with us, even though. Uh, we obviously suck at doing a podcast, but hey, that's hey, we didn't. Hey, we didn't get into this field because we think we're good at doing a podcast. Let us we, let us make no bones about it. We did not set up to make a podcast because we are podcasters. We set to make out a podcast because it is the form in which our rantings can best be enjoyed. Okay, so the thing we are good at right. are rantings. The thing we suck at is the. Execution. Everything else. (laughs) Literally every other aspect to life. Just that's not ranting about something. So uh, Clint and I are old men at heart. That sounds about right. That's who we will always be. Um, uh, Let's start. Let's go to the Wayback Machine. And let's Uh start the news items away from the football field and the gridiron. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the Nick Claxton decision. We have not... Um, obviously released a podcast since he made his decision. Um, Clint, how much anxiety, two-part two question, how much okay. anxiety were you feeling leading up to the Nick Claxton decision, and what was your subsequent reaction to his decision to leave his name in the uh, pool for the NBA draft to presumably sign an agent and, and end his yeah. UGA career? Yeah. Um Leading up to it, Daniel, I got to be real. Uh, it wasn't that big of a newsworthy item for me. I kept on seeing news reports, kept on seeing people uh, update, and the consternation, as one person put it, of the decision. Uh, and I largely did not think of it at all, Daniel. Uh, that was leading uh, up to it. Follow up question to that: D- Did you not? Well, let me ask. Let me let you answer Part B before I follow up. Uh, uh, AKA Daniel is just just ticking off I'm notes a, in his I'm head. S- I'm seething over. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Like, just if everything Clint's saying is making you angry, don't worry, listeners. I'm coming. And there's another there's another take coming. Okay. Um, look, how are you gonna how are you gonna be excited or whatever about a dude on a team that was the worst worst eyeball candy I've ever seen on a basketball court in my life? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so when the news came out, I thought to myself, okay, cool. Um, in other news, you know, it's the sun is up and there's clouds overhead somewhere and work happens. You know, this is uh, when he was deci- this was when he was making his decision or after he made his decision. You felt uh, this is this is making it. And when I heard it, when he said, yes, I'm going to stay in the draft, I'm going to be an agent. I'm going to go to the NBA. Goodbye, UGA. I thought to myself, OK, you're telling me the needle did not move at all for you uh, when I mean, when you considered the possibility or when you when you knew the certainty of Nick Laxton not returning to UGA, the needle didn't move at all. So maybe I should go back. After the season, I had already put in my head he was gone. There was never a thought in my mind that he was coming back. So maybe I need to start there. Okay. Uh, I never anticipated Nick Claxton coming back for another year at UGA. Uh, always thought he was gone. So during the consternation, as it were, didn't move a needle, didn't move a tick. Uh, once the decision was made, I mean, I, I read his statements, I looked on Bleacher Report, and then I said, mm-hmm. okay, cool, what other four or five-star recruit do we have signing today? Because I'd much rather talk about that. Okay, so that's that's my follow-up question. Is the reason that the needle didn't move at all for you when the best player from last year's team, the leading statistical getter of every single category, Sure. is the reason the needle didn't move sure. when he made what some would call a a questionable decision to go to the NBA. Is that reason because you're so overwhelmingly excited about other aspects of the Georgia basketball team, Anthony Edwards, etc.? Or is the reason, in fact, that you're a garbage person and a terrible yeah. UGA basketball fan? Yeah. Uh, no, Daniel. Probably probably number one, not okay. probably number two. Okay. Uh, over wanted there. to clarify. I'm- Wanted to clarify, I am no... who we were dealing with. Are you uh, a trash can of a person or not? I'm I'm not a trash can, Daniel. I'm not a trash can. Uh, Sticks and stones, they will never hurt me. Um, Um, uh, No, Daniel, I... You think just the excitement of the other recruits coming in, Nick Claxton not being here... Doesn't yeah. doesn't affect you at all. Doesn't doesn't move him any law. I know that he was the statistical getter last year. Dang, that was talk about hot garbage. Talk about trash can. Talk about dumpster fire. That okay. team was a dumpster Fair fire. Point. Okay. Fair point. So it's like going. Uh, what's our what was our boy who? Um, uh, gosh, Isabella. Remember that wide receiver that just torched us last year? Yep. Yep. Okay. That that team was awful. Daniel. Yep. It was yep. awful. He moves and, on. He says, hey, I'm going to go to the draft. Right. Yep. And they go, oh, okay. Yeah. I, good for you, man. Go do your thing. Yep. Is the state of the team hinging upon Isabella's return? Is the state of this team hinging on Nick Claxton's decision to come back or turn pro? Absolutely not. There are bigger fish to fry. All right. Let me, let, let me as a way of segueing out of this conversation, I think, I think Nick Claxton's decision really hurts us. Uh, I, I, I'm not mad at him for it. It's, no. it's, it's fine. And he needs to go do what's best for him. And I, I like having players drafted, which I think he'll get drafted. He might be a second round pick, uh, unfortunately yeah. for him, but I think he'll get drafted. Having players drafted is good for UJ basketball long-term. And I get that. Uh, but I do think this coming season, it really hurts us. Let me ask you, um, fair to say you're not a trash can of a person. Fair to say you're... Thank you. You're an uneducated college basketball fan, at best. Um, you're, wow. you're not a. You're you're not a. Uh, you don't have a ton of experience in thinking about Georgia basketball. What's is that? That's fair to say. That statement is fair. The previous statement I thought was a little unfair. That statement is absolutely fair. My ability to deep dive. Uh, like I'm a, able to deep dive into other statistical categories or know some other categories, uh, is true to say I am a little more novice as it pertains to okay. UGA Daniel. Hundred percent. So give me your give me your prognosis with Nick Claxton and without and now without Nick Claxton. Where does this team finish the season next year? If we if he had come back, if he had come back. We, where would we get to? And if he and now that he's not coming back, how far lower than that? What's your what is your prediction? Oh wow! 
We're going if, early. This is the earliest prediction is, that we've ever. I was just going to say, basketball, really. but Daniel, we but are just getting out of winter, and you are asking me to go back to the to the well. Maybe some of you aren't. I'm, I'm still. This what I wanna, that's what I want to hear, though. Give me yeah. your one sentence prediction for a team with Nick Claxton and without. With Nick Claxton, we could have probably made a good run into final. Uh, we could have made a deep dive into the tourney. We could have caused some havoc. We could have been top top three, four in the SEC. No. No, no question in my mind about that. Okay, and now the team as it currently stands, top half in the SEC, uh, five, six. Okay, uh, still we a make, run. We're gonna make the tourney. We're making the tourney. Absolutely, hundred percent. Not even a question about that. Make the tourney. Make some noise. Uh, knock off somebody bigger than us that we're not supposed to knock off. So we're going to make the tourney, but we're going to be a low seed. L- lower seed. Yeah. Lower yeah, I think. Seed. Yeah, lower seed. 8, 9, 10. Yeah, yeah. I was, gonna, right. I was just going to say 8 Eight sounds about right. Um, uh, let, me, let me tell you this. Without Nick Claxton, uh, I think the ceiling for this team is to win a game in the tournament. I think that's win one game. I don't think this team can make the Sweet 16. Without without Nick Claxton, because I, I just think it's too many freshmen, and and one guy is only going to be able to you know one guy's a freshman, but he's not a freshman. Uh, but all the rest of them are are just they're freshmen, and they're all going to be. I think this team's going to be a lot better next year actually, when Anthony Edwards is gone, than they will be this year. That's 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 I'm my sorry. take. That's I'm my sorry. take number one. You just mark it down, mark it down. You, so you're telling I me when we have Jake a better Walton record in- and Tumani Kamara and all those boys are sophomores and Anthony even though Anthony Edwards is gone you have what what's better Clint having having one elite player and five uh decent players or having five good-ish to maybe a few bordering on great players and no elite player. I think I think we have a better team two years from now than we do this year. But with Nick Claxton, listen, if he was going to, if he, when he was making his decision, I had my, my thumbs on the keyboard of the Twitter machine and I was ready to tweet out, this team's go, this team's winning the national championship if Nick Claxton comes back. That was, that's, that's what a that's what a big deal I think this is. I think Holy, Nick Claxton. I've, that is, you've just said two of the hottest takes. I think Daniel, you're I educating me right now. I, I am I am under your tutelage when, as it comes to UGA basketball, and I don't know which way you're steering me right now. If I, you're sending us to the I'm, Badlands or let's to just glory. be just be clear. I'm always steering you directly off a cliff. But uh, but yeah, that's my. I thought I thought this team had a real shot. To, to really go because Anthony Edwards would have had a lot more help. Nick Claxton would have had a lot more help. Nick Claxton could go do the dirty work and do all the stuff that he's really good at um, uh, and wouldn't have to worry about handling the ball or scoring from the perimeter and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I was ready I was ready to make a run with this team. As it stands right now, I don't even know. We'll get more into Georgia basketball obviously later but wanted to touch on the Nick Claxton yeah. decision. Let's wow. get on to football. Let's get yeah, on to please. football quickly. Please, Daniel, because Yeah. All right, where are we going first, Clint? You you've uh, been reading on the internet uh, here, as you're prone to do. As I am prone to do, I love me uh, longtime listeners will know that I love me getting some articles uh, on some real hot takes. Uh, you guys think Daniel's yeah. takes are spicy, but man, uh, Daniel, it turns out that if you have to write for a living and you just need to put words out there, uh, you are making some ugly decisions in your life. Yeah, it's just whatever you can get to fill a page and get your get your boss off your back to meet a deadline. You, people just writing all sorts of nonsense. These nonsense days. these days. Uh, let's start with one nonsense, Daniel. There was an article written. We're gonna we're gonna kind of ramp up here. Article written. Uh, rankings came out from a couple of prognosticators, uh, and one such article had 
the following ranking. So normally, if you were just to look at most uh, ranking systems, the top five or the top three should go or has gone. Clemson, Bama, UGA has been the top three historically throughout all the preseason leading up to this. One yep. such article uh, made a lot to do had Clemson, Bama, LSU, UGA. Daniel, I ask you, and then and then the article went on to say how how disrespectful this was, how awful this was, how big of a problem this was. Daniel, does this mean anything to you? One second reaction to this article is uh, just yawn. This means this is absolute. This is absolute snooze fest. Snooze fest. There's nothing. There's nothing here. This is. I don't care. I don't care if you rank Georgia twenty nope. in your preseason. Whoever you are, or whatever poll you have, I don't. It, it. It. Not only does it not matter in real life because the college football playoff rankings are the only thing that matter in oh, real that's, life. That's right. My fake preseason rankings don't attribute any long-lasting effect. Okay, Nothing. great. Not only does it not matter in real life, but um, also we don't. I don't care about what any team in the country is ranked that we don't play. Correct. Period. And and guess what? The we, odds of us the odds of us playing LSU this year are about two and a half percent. Because that's that's the odds of LSU making it to the SEC championship game. If you know, get me to November and LSU has beaten Alabama and is on track. Uh, and then yes. Let's talk about what LSU is ranked. We'll talk. Let's start to look ahead to what LSU is ranked. Uh, but I have zero interest in what um, Coach Brown Bear or the LSU Tiger are doing down there in Baton Rouge. Go Tiger! Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no story here. This is not. Let's move on. This is Next. a non-story. Next. Next. This is as much of a non-story as last year Texas. Stomping us in a bowl game because we were so unmotivated uh, and having an embarrassment. And then everybody's saying, Texas is back. Watch out. No. Yeah. Stop. This is a non-story. Great one-time thing. LSU, get you some attention. And I hope you have a great season. Sounds great. great. I'll talk to you later. Uh, So if you are mad that UGA is fourth in this ranking, you know what you should be worried about? Uh, Go Go outside. Go go to the lake, man. Just like meet just somebody. Go, just go. <laughs> just get get on a dating site. You know what I'm get saying? Like just find, just find something else to do <laughs> with all that energy you got wrapped up in there. Because take it's up, better take served. Up, take up cricket. Start playing cricket or something. You know, and then saying? teach like, me what it is because I have no idea what cricket is. Nah, I don't I have, have time no to learn clue. what cricket is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but those who are complaining about one ranking yes. in preseason off, they do. Those they clearly do have time to learn what cricket yes. is. So yes. Uh, all right, Daniel. The next thing uh, that I read this last week, uh, all SEC team predictions came out. Athlon Sports mm-hmm. came out with their mm-hmm. all se all SEC team predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. They went deep. They went first, second, third, and fourth team. Golly. Yeah. Speaking talk of about, people with time on their hands, talk about time. these people know these people know what a wicked googly is. Uh, just as sure as sure as anything that I've ever known. Great uh, googly moogly. Yeah, they do. They do. So, uh, so they went. They they ranked. Now, what what are we talking about? Then we're talking about eighty eight players. Uh, we are talking about just all. All players. Just oh, find specialist. Find so, a participation trophy for you somewhere, young buck. We'll get you yeah. there. That's what they're talking yeah. about here. Okay. Um, so uh, I want you, Daniel, if you can, uh, can you rattle off a couple that you think are surefire all SEC okay. preseason team makers from the University worry. of Georgia? I'm not going to worry about which team. They're no, just on. Right. I'm just going to rattle off some. Jake Fromm's on a team. He is second uh, team. DeAndre Swift's on a team. First team. Andrew Thomas is on a team. First team. First, gotta be first team. First team. Um, J.R. Reed's on a team. First team. Uh, first team. First team, J.R. Reed, y'all. 
Now, hey, look, I, look, I am an look. often critic of J.R. Reed, and Daniel is an, a, a constant apologetic defender of J.R. Reed. There's pro- you know what? The truth is probably somewhere in the middle on that. It's not. Yeah, absolutely. The truth is not first team. J.R. Reed no. is a solid second, third team on SEC. I, I, absolutely. I, I like him. I like what he brings to the table. Um, uh, let me see who else is on a team. Oh, J.J.? J.J. Holloman is on uh, a team. J.J. Holloman, not on a team. Daniel? I'm sorry. How many teams did you say there were? Uh, not one, not two, not three, but four. And if you also understand how football works, there is more than one wide receiver position. On each uh, team. Correct. And we're talking about not in the country. We're talking about the 14 teams in the SEC. That's what we're saying, Daniel. And they have said that J.J. Holloman is not worthy of being a fourth team all-SEC wide receiver. Nah. Talk to me in the postseason, guy who wrote this article. Talk to me after the season's over. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what team he's. Let's on. see how that ages. All right. Let's see yeah. how how time treats that. That ain't that ain't gonna work out well. No. Uh. Wow. That is that is an oversight. Um. Uh, Big time. Let me see who else. Maybe. Gosh. Did all five offensive linemen make a <laughs> make uh, a make a team? Daniel, uh, you you named Thomas. You got one. There are. I'll give you a hint. There are two more that made the All SEC teams one through okay. four. Is is it Ben Cleveland? You would imagine that that would have been an automatic slam sorry. dunk. I'm sorry. Hundred percent. Stop. Pause. Stop. Pause. Mm-hmm. Pause. Yep. You're not saying to me that Ben Cleveland is not on a fourth team All SEC on this list. Uh, Daniel, what I am telling you right now is the man who I fear will kill another person in a football game the most, did not make an all-SEC team. Correct. <laughs> Wowzers. I don't know what they watch him. I mean, I know he was injured last year. I know that he didn't get okay. a, a lot of PT for a good chunk Half of the, the season. season. Yeah, yep. I, I get that. I really do. Um, but please... But is he Please. injured right now, Clint? He's Let not me ask injured you that. Is right he now. injured currently? And okay, so when he was playing, how did he perform? Did he perform so at an elite level when he did play? Yes, he did. So to me, if you're that's playing like elite saying, level. What, you're, what you just said is like saying, I was asleep at one point. Correct. Which doesn't qualify me to drive because driving while being asleep is not safe. Don't do that. Daniel, so, don't do that. Saying Ben Cleveland was injured, so I'm not going to put him on the All-SEC team this year right. when he's not injured, makes zero sense. Uh, ben Cleveland is one of the better offensive linemen in the SEC. I would say uh, he's top 10 without a question. I would put him beyond that. But if I'm if I'm just quickly making an assertment, he's easily top 10 without even thinking. You think Ben Cleveland's the second best offensive lineman on this team? I do. He is the second best offensive lineman on this team, Daniel. I think it's I think it's tough to say, but I think he definitely has a he has a case to be he made does. for second best offensive lineman on this team. That's a that's an oversight. Okay, so Isaiah Wilson has to be one of the other two then. Isaiah Wilson made third team preseason all SEC according to Athlon Sports. And then based on what I know of this article, I'm going to tell you who I think <laughs> is the other one and who should have been the other one. I uh-huh. think they gave it to Sally. Sally made, wait for it, second team all SEC preseason. Second team. I love Sally. You and I both love Sally. We love the dedication and the hard work that guy brings. He is a he is a true good old dog. You're Se- telling me that UGA had a guard on the second team all SEC. Uh-huh. And it, and it wasn't Cade Mays, and it nope. wasn't Ben Cleveland. Nope. Sally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet mercy. Trey Hill should have been on this list. Clint. Trey Hill. Daniel, you're you're high on Trey Hill this year. You have... I think at the end of this year, we might be saying Trey Hill's our second best offensive lineman. Ooh. I think at the end of the season, we might be saying uh, that, that cat is... Uh, He's not going to be draft eligible this year, but, but. Uh, I, I think that cat is uh, after Andrew Thomas and maybe uh, some others go at this year. I, I think uh, 
Trey Hill might be the lead. He might. You might be looking at him as the leader of that wow. offensive line. Wow. So, anyway, uh, right, that's you, that's a ridiculous list. It's uh, absurd. It, obviously, it, it's Hot not Rod done. Would have made Hot, Hot Rod would have made a team. Hot Rod is first uh, All AC preseason. Is that? I'm I'm struggling to think. There's no other wide receivers that would have made it. JJ didn't make it. There's no tight ends that would have made it. There's no way a corner made it. There's no way Richard LeCount made it. Nope, nope, nope. I'm trying to think if any of our defensive linemen or linebackers would make it. Two, two of them, Daniel. You got one from each category. One linebacker, one D-lineman. Hello. Um. One. By the way, did, did I mention one, and I'm including Edge on that D-line? It has to be a fr- Does it have to be a freshman? No. Nope, 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 nope. None of the five stars. None of the oh, five-star freshmen are on the Oh, list. you mean the, the people that are going to, uh, that Daniel's well on record of saying, uh, could be top two on the team in sacks? Sack top getters. three? Yeah. Nope, they're not here, Daniel. <clears throat> okay, Monty Rice. Is it Monty Rice? Monty Rice made fourth team all right. SEC preseason. Look, we all hope Monty Rice is the Monty Rice we've sometimes seen. That's, we all we all hope that, and I guess that's what this guy's going off of. Apparently, injuries don't matter when you're Monty Rice, right? But right. they do matter when you're Ben Cleveland. I don't know what the <laughs> look. The, just because Monty Rice had a injury that he could be on the field for, and Ben Cleveland literally had a bone outside his body at times, you know, uh, apparently that matters. But um, he's he's fourth on this list or fourth team, and then there's one other defensive player, Daniel. It's just a, is it. Uh, is it big old Jordan Davis? Big old Jordan Davis. Third, Golly. I'm sorry. Third team All SEC defensive linemen. Uh, there are a lot of good Ooh. D linemen, and some actually have said one of the weaknesses of our team is the D line. Uh, yeah. And he made preseason third team ahead hey. of much much publicized other players. Go go get you some Jordan Davis. Uh, we love Jordan I'm Davis. A, I'm anxious to see the season Jordan Davis has. Yeah. I'm anxious to see. Can he have a follow-up? Can he do every play what we've seen flashes of him doing excellently? Yeah. At the end of this year, are are we going to say he progressed or regressed? I think it'll be a big question mark for this team. All right. What what else you got? Uh, Last one, Daniel. Speaking of wide receivers not making teams, uh, there were some predictions. Uh, Apparently, people mixed predicting robes and predicting herbs together. Uh, oh which we are, let us state, when putting on your predicting robes, do not mix medicinal uses of other things with your predicting robes, people. It leads to heartache for all. Uh, <laughs> heartache for just all. A, and just a PSA from us here at PSA. We do not condone. <laughs> as, it, as it comes to the predicting robes. Look, predicting robes comes with their own set of responsibility, okay? That's what we're saying. Wait. With with great robes come great responsibility. That's correct. Uh, we need a t shirt with that on it. Somebody make that now for us. Screen print that, that up. We need Golly. that t shirt. Um, all right, Daniel. Last year, our wide receiver group. Uh, did we lose anybody from last year's crew, Daniel? I think a few guys matriculated on to bigger and better things. Right. I think you might say that. Uh, yeah, three. Of the four best wide receivers on the unit left. Sure. So. Yep. Uh, so we have some question marks. Well, with that question mark, the predicting robes came out, and uh, we have predictions on the um, over-under for yards and touchdowns. Okay. Yards receiving and, in in some cases, yards rushing uh, and touchdowns for our wide receiver group. Yeah. Well, look Sorry, at that. I hate this article already. Well, an article talking about wide receivers has listed a prediction on rushing attempts, yards, and touchdowns for a wide receiver, just so we're fully aware. Um, we'll start with JJ. Daniel, what would be your guess on JJ's yards and touchdown receptions predictions? Wait, I thought we were doing over-under. You give me the prediction that was made by, do, okay. this, by this quote-unquote we'll expert, and I will uh, tell you if they... If hey, it's going to be over. Real under. quick, let's not let's not throw that term out there, Daniel. Let's yeah. be easy on that because we're gonna tough. get we're gonna get to some things. JJ Holloman, uh, seven hundred yards, eight touchdowns receiving this year, Daniel. Over under. Give me the over on the yards. He's going to have more than seven hundred, and give me the under on the touchdowns. He's going to have less than eight. 
Yeah, I think so as well. That's that's probably right on. Uh, we got a couple of great wide receivers coming into the program. Uh, one we'll get to. Well, let's just get to him right now. Uh, Pickens is on campus. Uh, he's in the okay, fold, and he's already he's already having predictions made about him. Already having predictions made about him, Daniel. Uh, big old. Talented, just, speedy, big-bodied wide receiver coming into town. He's trying to hang out at a barbecue at Coach Hankerson's house, and he nope. uh, he's already having people predict stuff about Expectations it. are looming. Uh, 250 yards and three tuds for Pickens this year. 250? Yeah. So apparently he's catching uh, like 10 balls, and they're just all deep, and uh, three of them he's in the end zone for him. I like it. I like it. I've all I've been I've been uh <clears throat> vocal about my agnosticism for George Pickens, Jorge Pickens as Jorge. he's called by his dear friends. Um and I don't know anything about Jorge. I I've, obviously I know what the videos on YouTube have shown me, but um yeah, I don't I don't I don't have a lot of expectations for him. But I do think he's going to get himself in the mix. He will. And so, I mean, if it's under 250, it's going to be just under. I think this is a safe number. I would not bet that number on an over-under. I feel like no. 250 is a, is a good ballpark for yeah. what I would expect out of him this year. Uh, three touchdowns, who knows? That's just You can get three touchdowns accidentally one game, I, and you know he might, get shut, he might get shut out of the end zone. Yeah. But he might have 450 yards receiving. I don't, I don't have any idea. But I will say... I would take the under on the touchdowns, uh, and I would, I would, I think two fifty is a pretty good bet. I agree. Uh, let's stick to something that's close, Daniel. These numbers for the next player are close to Jorge. D Rob, our boy, our long skilled oh, D Rob yeah. comes in the fold here. I remember uh, him. You remember He's him? A, he, he plays at Cal, right? <laughs> well. Uh, except for one game last year, you could have been right on that, Daniel. You, the last time been... we saw him catching footballs was at Cal. Was in was in blue and yellow. Yes, it was. So D Rob made this list. Uh, Dan, I'm going to give you some numbers. Um, 109 yards and one touchdown. Oh, but wait, I'm sorry, that's not 109 yards and one touchdown receiving. That's 109 yards and one touchdown rushing is the prediction for D-Rob this coming year. <laughs> I can't. If you you could just if you could hear an eye roll, this would make for great audio podcasting. The the, the just... scraping against the microphone filter as Daniel's eyes cannot help but go into the back of his head. Okay, let me just be clear. I predict under by exactly 109 yards and one touchdown. D-Rob will have zero yards rushing and zero touchdowns rushing this year, period. Look, he, will look, have, he will have zero attempts rushing. Look, the year. only way he does that is just like last year when we wanted to cause another coaching staff to waste their time for two minutes in practice against the fly sweep. That's it. There's... Stop. It'll with, be Tyler Simmons. It'll be sure. Dominic Blaylock. It'll be it'll be five other guys. Don't D Rob is fast. He's great, but he's this is not a staple in the offense, and it's not a staple for him. If he has more rushing yards than receiving yards, he should be off the team. He he better start learning the rules of cricket because that's the only chance he's got at making money playing sports. <laughs> and we'll bring him back on not as a UGA football fan that we can bring on the show, yes. but as a cricket expert. Right. A to cricket tell us. expert cricket to educate expert. us. Uh, no, this is a joke. This is a joke. He's stop with a rushing yard a prediction. Okay, but uh, receiving two seventy seven and two tuds. Gosh, the I mean this this is an interesting article for me because the receiving core has to be if you think you know something about the receiving core tell us you just you tell us let us know uh because you're just you're just making it up uh, and everybody knows that uh i have no idea who's going to catch all the balls i know that people are going to catch them because i know jake Fromm's going to throw them um but i don't know who's going to be out there catching them. if i had to guess i would say over and over on both of these numbers I, if i had to guess i would say d rob's going to have a He's going to have hope. a big year. I would hope. I think he's going to finish second on the team in yards and touchdowns. Yeah. All right. I'd make that bet. 
Uh, let's go to the other freshman coming in. Dominic Blaylock comes in. We like him. He's got some good skills. Prediction is 511 yards and five touchdowns. Sweet Lord. Uh-huh. Do you like him that much, go, Daniel? I was ready to go over no matter what you said. And then five eleven. Basic, you said he was going to be within 200 yards of J.J. Uh, yep, that is fact. less than 200 yards from J.J. And less than three tuds, or, or three tuds away from J.J. Are you, look, he's skilled. He's quick. He's fast. He's like a jitterbug out there sometimes in the slot. Are you kidding me with Ooh, this? Oh, gosh. Gosh, I'm going to bookmark the audio of this podcast. First time Dominic Blaylock runs somebody over, I'm going to I'm going to play the uh, clip hold. of you calling him a jitterbug. Because hey, I said at times in the slot he could be a jitterbug. Gold. That's gold. You that's stop absolute it. gold. Thunder you and lightning. Thunder no, and lightning, baby. No, that is not. Uh, chubby, <laughs> time. chubby time. Chubby time. <laughs> chubby time. Chubby time. 5'11 and 5 tuds, Daniel. That is... That's, that's high expectation that's high. for a freshman. Expectations. I just don't think we're going to be throwing the ball enough for the guy that I think will be third or fourth. His ceiling, I think, is third or fourth on the team in yards. Uh, I don't think we're going to be throwing the ball enough for him to have 500 yards. No. The guy no. who finishes third, fourth, fifth on the team in yards I just don't, yeah. We'll I don't see it, it happen. Uh, and Daniel, the last thing I read this week. Um, you know when people say stupid things, Daniel? Oh, do I? I you do. know, when, you yep. know when people say stupid things? Okay. I do. One could almost say that our podcast is built around other people saying stupid things. Look, when... A- and us saying stupid things. I, I was just going to say. Just to be totally fair. We're not against people saying stupid things. As a matter of fact, as people say more stupid things, the better our podcast becomes. It's, we live off of it. We thrive. We off just have it. a we have a Rolodex that we are just continually building of stupid stuff that people say. Yeah. Um, there was a buffoon. I don't know what to call him. Buffoon. A a a boy. A mm-hmm. gum flapping lunatic that just went on jowls in the wind. Uh huh. Just hanging the head out the car window. Went on to not not to talk about coaching or recruiting. Or uh, even scheming uh, X's and O's. None of that, Daniel. But to talk about how Kirby Smart is just the dumbest person he's ever met because he wants to change the location. Or not even he wants to. He suggested conversation about changing the location of the, of the, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party um, and have a home and home switch with Florida. And this boy just came on and said, Kirby Smart doesn't know a, a dang thing about a dang thing. Uh, what's this guy's name? Bianchi? Pa- Paul? Mike? I don't, I don't even know his name. Uh, Larry? Sh- you know what? Sh- we're not Sean? even going to give a- him the namesake on the podcast. The name which shall not be admitted onto record. This is a, this is just a, a fantastic example of uh, somebody with a lot of time on his hands, and um, this this guy is just he's clearly just in the market for clicks. Yep, and he yep. loves he loves creating controversy and stirring up. This is the this is like the the Kardashian approach mm. to to journalism. That's exactly who this person is. This is the the Kardashian, and it's the all publicity is good publicity. Doesn't matter what you're in the news for. Yeah. If you're in the news, then that's a win for you. Hundred uh, percent. That is the philosophy that this guy ascribes to. Listen, yeah. if to say that Kirby Smart is Kirby dumb. Yeah, which is what which he is said. Which is the exact terminology that he used, which is so clever. And I'm sure no one in Kirby Smart's life has ever thought of that before. I'm sure that some fourth grader on the playground didn't try that insult out mm-hmm. for size mm-hmm. on Kirby when he was a child. Because Correct. that's that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, to suggest that he's dumb for for well he's only been in georgia for for three years and he already wants to oh wait a second 
Wait, wait a second. Kirby's only been at Georgia for three. He has no other experience at Georgia before the no, last three years never, of head coaching. He's never been an assistant coach at Georgia. That's for sure. That's for Dave. And, and he's probably and never he's played never, there. He's never been a player at Georgia. Yeah. So I, I don't know how long Sean or William Bianchi or, or, or Fred Bro- Bianchi or Bro- whatever Bro- his name is. I don't know how long he's been writing for on the on the University of Florida beat, chances are he's not he's not employable in many other fields. You said he was uh, hired by Florida. We we understood. Yeah, I don't know how long he's been writing, but but there's a decent chance that Kirby's got more experience in this rivalry than he does. Ah. So, yep. Yep. I mean, again, I'm not going to waste my life in researching this man, uh, but there's a decent chance that Kirby's what eight. Nine years at Georgia, uh, at whatever lends him more credibility. But to suggest a coach who's who's only doing everything he can for the benefit of his university, correct? Just because you don't agree with it, and I don't care if you don't agree with it or do agree with it. I, we we have not gone into the Jacksonville debate because honestly, it doesn't really matter to us, and it doesn't matter what we think. But look, I know there are Georgia fans that want that extra home game. I know there are Georgia fans that love going to Jacksonville. I know there are Georgia yeah. fans that hate going to Jacksonville. Do you know how much I care about all of you Georgia fans? None. I just don't care about your opinion about Jacksonville. Uh, I want whatever is best for the team. 100%. And if Kirby Smart is saying it's best for the team that we might change it, you know what we should do? We should listen. And if it turns out to be that way and they want to make the decision, yeah, sign me up. I, whatever. Yeah. And if you want to go home and home, okay. If you want to go, uh, you know, four venue rotation that's sure. been talked about before, three venue rotation that's been talked about. I don't. It's our, just let's just, I, just the 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 idea that some idiot is going to go on to a national. I mean, but like, honestly, what what was the name of the program that he was on? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Paul Feinbaum talking it's about just, national stupidity. It's just idiots are us. Yep. I mean, listen, there's a reason that a certain Georgia beat writer is the guy that gets invited to Paul Feinbaum all the time. Mm. Listen, we don't have to we don't have to name let's names, not, but let's not get there. Uh, but there's a reason that Paul Feinbaum seeks out the trolls. Yes, he does. Uh, so yes. that so um, he can get clickbait as well. Uh, speaking of Florida, Clint, um, <laughs> how, how are they doing in recruiting? Oh, well, they probably, you know what, Daniel, they probably um, circled the wagons back up after a couple of guys hit the portal. They've had a lot of attrition. A lot of team need, a lot of need now down in Gainesville. So that's got to help recruiting. Has to. A lot of early Because they're just saying, hey, come on in. We got some spots open for y'all. Which, by the way. to burn. Real quick, D- gosh, uh, how good if you're a walk on at the University of Florida? How good oh, are you feeling right now? Oh my gosh, you want on a free that, college the, education down in the south? At, call at, up Dan Mullen at the end of fall camp. You about to get that scholarly? Mm-hmm. You know you are. You're yes. gonna get it. You You know how usually it's only like the the one scholarly left, yeah. and they do a big show after it. Dan's just reading off a list. Uh, also on scholarly now, Chris, <laughs> Mike. Will <laughs> just you know come on come on down just everybody come on. Uh, the, it's normally like a two minute video on YouTube, and yeah. they're gonna put make a thirty for thirty about the people that get scholies <laughs> at University of Florida uh, this season. No, University of Florida is losing uh, scholarship players in a hurry. Transfer portals. They lost another linebacker in the last couple of weeks to a transfer portal. Their middle linebacker uh, had some good run last year, racked up some tackles. He's now but, leaving. Um, but, you know, and, I've heard, I've, I've heard Clint, that um, once Dan Mullen gets his guys oh, they're in, in there, watch out, watch out. Because, look, watch Daniel, first, out. do you know how great he did with not his, with, with McElwain's old leftovers? Look what he did with it. But when he gets his system, guys. They won 10 games. I they mean, how... 10, how they, won, they won a bowl game, Clint. Felipe That's what Franks. you measure success by. 100%. In college football. Bowl, 100%. bowl wins. Right. Right. Yep. 
uh, wait a second. Oh, Dan's guys are leaving in a hurry and he can't get anybody else to come. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. people in his own backyard are saying, uh, Dan, stay home, brother. Like we good. Uh, I I got Kirby in town this week. Why don't you, why don't you go stay home somewhere? I got Dell. I got everybody else except for you. Uh, we just pulled another D lineman, four star out of Florida. Uh, defensive tackle, IMG Academy, uh, coming up. Announced last week that his top two was Georgia and Florida, which which we all knew. Kudos to you, boy, for doing that. I mean, just could, could we hey. get? How, what are the odds that Kirby <laughs> asked him to do that? <laughs> that he already that he already had committed, and he said, "Damn it, Kirby, I don't even want to play at Florida. Why would I announce this my top two? And Kirby says, "Son, just do your program a favor. Could you just announce <laughs> that your top two? <laughs> Our Georgia and what if we got every recruit that signed to at UGA say, the day before they announced to announce their top two? <laughs> That'd I would, be the great, the single greatest recruiting troll ever. in the history of the world. And ever. I wouldn't put it past Kirby to start to start working to start uh, working that angle. And I'd applaud uh, him for doing so. Listen, Dan, th- it's a it's a joke. What's happening right now? Georgia's sitting at fit a fourth, and and Florida's sitting at fifth in the twenty twenty rankings. Yeah. Um, it, it ain't gonna stay that way, people. No. Florida's not gonna finish one spot behind Georgia no. or two spots behind Georgia in the twenty twenty rankings. By the way, twenty twenty, Clint. Do you know how many uh, four star defensive tackles we have signed? How many? It's four. Oh, the number's four. Hello. Do you know how many total recruits we have signed? Uh, how many? It's a, it's eleven. Oh my! So what you're telling me, Daniel, is uh, we said we want a bad group of bad intentioned men to come in, and we want them all in the D line. How do we get all of those people? What I'm telling you is darn near forty percent of yep. our total recruits for 2020 are four star defensive tackles. Yep. So position of need going to be filled. That's a the, trust the coaching staff people. They can see what you see, and they're on. They're working. That, okay, that neon vacancy sign that's been flashing outside. It's about to go off. It's, it's gone. About to, it's gone. It's about to go off. Uh, all right, Clint. That'll about do it for us today. Yeah. We're gonna get out of here. Uh, we will be back later this week, though. We will with uh, defensive line Mount Rushmore, uh, and then we will continue and some other nonsense and shenanigans as always uh and uh we'll be back hopefully with a couple episodes next week and every subsequent week leading you right up to the season we got a lot of fun things planned hope you will join us uh leave us a rating leave us a review uh and enjoy your week dog fans we'll talk to you later see ya